it's not perfect by any stretch Good. of the imagination. <laughs> I really want to be clear on this. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Chetna Bat. Chetna spoke at, at an event that Joe was chairing earlier in the year and Joe loved Chetna's story so much that she asked her to come on the show. Chetna is an executive coach, part-time in-house employment lawyer and speaker. As CEO and co-founder of Being Lawyers, she trains and coaches lawyers and other professionals in a new understanding of the workings of the mind so that they can increase their mental clarity and perform at the high standards expected of them without compromising their well-being. Having herself recovered from a chronic illness with the insights she gained from this understanding, Chetner is committed to transforming the well-being of others. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Chetna Bat of Being Lawyers. Hi, Chetna. Thanks for joining me. Hello, Joe. Thanks for having me. So this is our second meeting, if you like, and not that we're seeing each other face to face, because you spoke at a conference that I chaired a few months ago, didn't you? So that was how we, we originally met. Yeah, it was great. Good fun. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, one all around well-being, so it fits very nicely with the the theme of of today. So so tell us um, a bit about who you are and what you do. So yeah, thank you. I I kind of wear two hats. So I spend half of my week as a part-time employment lawyer, and then I spend the other half of my week working as an owner of a business and um, being lawyers. And essentially what we do is run workshops and seminars and one-to-one coaching sessions for lawyers and other professionals um, going inside organisations, but also working with people individually. And my background kind of leading to that um, was that about sort of six years ago now, maybe six and a half years ago, I fell ill with a chronic illness working full time as a lawyer and just that led to um, burnout. Um, and I had a period of essentially sort of self-inquiry and it led me to um, go on a coach training course, which in turn is kind of where I am today. So I'm qualified as a coach, but I'm also part time lawyering because what I have gone on to learn in my life as a coach has enabled me to go back into a career that actually at the time I thought I wasn't even able to do anymore because I had it down as the cause of my stress and totally unable to manage that kind of fast paced environment. Um, So in terms of my coach training, I kind of started off with all of the tools and techniques that help people with their well-being. Um, 
and then I, I noticed I had quite a few things that I was using and drawing upon to help my well-being for me to actually get better um, and it kind of took me to the point of being about 80% well, doing things like meditation every day, doing yoga, EFT, acupuncture and, and so on. Um, but then eventually I came across um, a new understanding of the mind and what that really gave me was a number of things actually. I mean, first of all, it was the game changer that led to my full recovery, um, my healing. Um, Secondly, as I say, it enabled me to go back into a career that I, I thought that I wasn't able to do anymore, but actually I enjoyed. Um, and thirdly, now it's enabled me to work in my business in a completely different way and hopefully will go on to for me to be able to share with you what uh, what that looks like. Mm. So so the sort of chronology was that you were you were very ill. You um started your recovery and got sort of almost better but there was that something missing and then when that came along you, you went back to do what you were originally doing with a, a new as you said understanding so it, it's interesting that um you had that bit in the middle where you were so much better but not sort of a hundred percent but then things moved on so how did that come about tell us a bit more about what that is and and, and how it came about as well because a lot of people would have been happy with 80 percent wouldn't they yeah, exactly. And, and you know what, that's what I that's I thought that was as good as it was going to get because I was yeah. in that state for a few years. Um, but I was doing so many things to help myself. Um, but in that period of time, I was drawing on what a lot of the self-help industry talk about. So, you know, it was all about getting my head right. It was there were lots of visualization exercises, um, lots of positive affirmations and things like that, that I was then going into business and teaching tools and techniques on how to perform more effectively. I mean, during this period, I was working with top leaders in the world in terms of on, on human potential. So I was learning so much and enthusiastically sharing it all. Um, but as I say, um, it's still there was just a piece missing for me that was um, necessary for my full recovery to take place. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about it and, and lead into sort of why you do what you do, because you're, you're now doing the both. <laughs> I am. Yeah. And it's really cool because I didn't even think that that was even possible for me once upon a time, um, at least not in the way that I'm doing it now. Um, so what I will say is, are you, do you want me to share a bit about the understanding that I'm pointing yes, to? You've, you've, yeah. you've got us all intrigued now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it basically, it just started to make sense of so many things. So where our feelings come from, why is it that one day I'm just unable to do anything and I'm pretty useless at trying to do anything well? And on another day or even in another moment, I'm, you know, just working in that effortless flow and um, it had me understand that it had me understand how well-being really works and and fundamentally what it gave me was an access to what I call my inner GPS so I now have an understanding that we every single one of us has access to inner wisdom that we can use to basically navigate us through life 
And um, I remember when I first heard that thinking, oh, that just sounds a bit woo woo. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and it just didn't really stick with me. It just didn't really resonate with me. And I guess what I did was I just got curious with it. You know, if there really is a, an easier way of living life, what is that? And it absolutely is a much more simple way of living life because what I now see is that basically we are part of a bigger intelligence there's a, an intelligence behind life there's something that has the sun come up and the sun go down there's something that has an oak um, an acorn turn into an oak tree there's something that i don't have any words to explain but we're a part of that this nature we're a part of that and the more and more i've looked in that direction to actually see that wait a minute I'm actually already okay. I have this like built-in design for success. So if I want to operate in my A game in business, then I already have something available to me that I can call on as guidance that helps me know and navigate whatever I might be dealing with moment to moment. And so that's really what has been so key for me in how I've completely operated differently um, in terms of productivity and so on. And how did you come across that? And what and, and what was the sort of, um, uh, how did that develop? Yeah, so um, I was already a coach for something like three years at the point that I came across it. And um, I basically met a, um, a, a coach, a fellow coach, and she went on to become my mentor. And there was just kind of something about her that she had this way of being that was just really peaceful. And um, that might sound a bit cheesy, but I remember just being really curious about why is it that she just seems to be quite chilled out a lot <laughs> and just seems to navigate whatever's going on in a really effortless way. And I ended up working with her and um, I guess what I went on to learn was just an understanding as to this invisible variable called my state of mind that's running the show. So it had me kind of see what was going on when I was getting really caught up in my mind, totally stressed out about something. Suddenly what it gave me was this understanding as to, okay, Chetna, you're totally stressed out right now, but actually you know the mechanics as to what's going on. You know the internal creation that has you experienced this. And so anyway, the more and more conversations I had with her, the more sessions I had with her, the more helpful it was for me to kind of implement in a really practical way into my day-to-day -day life. And so here I am years later in a position where, to be honest, I'm still learning and I think I will be forever. But um, I definitely see it as a new way of um, being able to operate at my most productive on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm-hmm. So expand on that into sort of why you do what you do, because as you say, the sort of culmination of that was going back to being a part-time lawyer as well as continuing with your coaching, which uh, you've sort of partly explained because you said you didn't think you'd ever be able to do it again, which gave me the idea that you were sad about that. <laughs> um, oh, lots of people learn a new thing to do and start a business and then and don't ever go back to what they were doing originally. So it's unusual, I think. So, so tell us more about why you do what you do and why you balance these two things. So I work um, 
as you know, in, 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 on a part-time basis as a lawyer, and I'm surrounded by some really sharp intellectual minds, and the challenges that that role gives me are really exciting. You know, I love how um, I'm all, I'm in problem-solving mode. I'm being called upon for my intellectual ability. There's so many things that that role lends it, that, that really give me that I really enjoy. But what happened when I fell ill was I just thought that I'm not able to um, operate at the pace that I'm required to work at the high standards that are required of me i just didn't think that i had the resilience in me i didn't think that i would be able to um to, to do it um i wasn't cut out for it if you like mm -hmm. um and so there i was as i say doing my coaching um but I was recognizing that also in my lawyer life as a leader, I was missing, you know, certain elements. I was missing the managing element. I was missing that intellectual rigor. I was just missing certain elements. And um, I just thought in a matter of time, it would be OK. And I'd just get just as passionate about my coaching because that gave something else to me. You know, I really enjoy aspects of that, too. Um, more than anything, though, what really shifted was when I came across this understanding, which, by the way, is called the three principles. It had me see how everything started to look different. You know, I was able to be more I was able to draw on my innate well-being, but I was able to be more present, engaged, creative. And and I thought to myself, wait a minute, I've made up this story that I'm not able to be a lawyer anymore. But. Now that I see what I see and now that I understand kind of, if you like, the human operating system better, I wonder what it would look like if I were to try and do both. Because, as I say, they both offer things that I really enjoy. Um, but I couldn't not continue with my coaching because the understanding that I have has been just such a game changer for me that it was really important to me to make sure that I was helping other people. So mm -hmm. that's what led me anyway, to try both, um, doing both. And, mm. um, and here I am sort of nine months later um, doing both. And it's been a totally different experience to what lawyer life used to be like. Yeah. Um, and that's been really cool for me to see. It feels like I'm now walking the talk and I'm able to say to my clients, no, I'm doing it too. Um, yeah. So that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. So talk about how you prioritise what you do in your work and your life, bearing in mind you've got two different types of work and obviously you have a life to fit in as well, presumably. <laughs> how do you prioritise those things? Yeah, so um, I might give you a bigger answer than your question merits, so um, forgive me if I do. That's fine, but... we like big answers. <laughs> But but one of the things that shifted for me is understand this this whole concept really of work life balance. Um, it was something that I was forever seeking to achieve. You know that perfect um, elusive balance and harmony between the two things. And what I came to see was how um, how unhelpful that is as a concept, and how it's actually just like a. For me now, I see it as. Um, in like the two things being inseparable and almost impossible to compartmentalize in such a beautiful way because there's times in my life when I'm being pulled in the direction of work there's times in my life when I'm being pulled in the direction of you know something personal and now I'm just okay with the ebb and flow of life and knowing that I'm never going to reach this 
beautiful balance between the two things because it doesn't exist has been really quite nice for me to see and settling mm. in and of itself um yeah. and so when i'm sorry were you gonna I, was say gonna say, I heard i um i still can't remember who it was that said it but somebody used the analogy of the fact that when you drive a car you change gear you don't just yeah go in balance and and they use the analogy of the gear change so that sometimes you need to be you know in this gear and sometimes in that which was a bit like the whole thing as you say about life that sometimes you need to be in work sometimes you need to be in life and and they're, they're not equal or balanced it's just how it how it is so it's a similar thing I think to what you're saying yeah I really like that and it does sound similar yeah I feel like um what that has done though not trying to kind of have this constant tension between the two things um is really helpful because i don't have constant thinking and worrying about that do you know what i mean so mm -hmm. where when i'm when i'm balancing if you like these two roles um i never feel like oh um like i'm having a level of suffering in just needing to for example do something lawyer related on a coaching day or do something coaching related on a lawyer day it just feels like i'm just going with whatever I need to do that's obvious to me in that moment and and I'm always conscious of what's important and what's not you know and what can wait yes yeah yeah so it when I you know asked the question about prioritizing it's that is what it is isn't it and and it's interesting that that is truly what it is it doesn't matter which part of your life or work or business or career or whatever it is it's about what's important in that moment isn't it yeah absolutely and um going back to what i was saying about this invisible variable called our state of mind it's true to say that when i have less on my mind and i have clarity of mind i just feel like i'm able to do things without even thinking about them and it's just obvious to me what need what needs my attention moment to moment mm. um but get me in a busy state of mind where i can't see things clearly and i'm pretty useless and i make you know i might make wrong choices from that perspective Yes. Yeah. So talk about how you get things done, how you when you know what you're supposed to be working on at that time, how you then sort of divide that up into actual tasks. Yeah, <laughs> tasks? So um, I've already alluded to what I now see as the sort of predominant creative force in all of our lives, actually, the fact that we Every single one of us has this inner GPS that we can call upon for guidance has just been huge for me because now I'm able to kind of call upon that to operate in my flow. And um, I, it gets me way further than my intellectual mind is able to take me. So what I mean by that, just to make it more real for you, is say, for example, I think, OK, I would love X to become my client. That's going to be my goal right now. Um, what I then might do is put in place tasks for that to happen. Um, but then what I notice is something's happening really in an unfold an, an unfolding in a really beautiful way, but that's with a client Y. And so, but that's happening in an effortless way, whereas with X it's really effortful and it's not happening as easily. And so what I'm trying to point to is that um, my mentor makes this really beautiful distinction between life unfolding in an effortless way and then us trying to create in an effortful, effortful way. Yeah. And um, what I really now use to work on from moment to moment what 
requires my energy and my focus is always coming with this inner inclination. I now need to email X. I now need to pick up the phone to Y. I now need to go over and visit whoever, you know, and it and it sometimes doesn't even make logical intellectual sense for me as to why I'm doing that. But then later on down the line, it all becomes perfectly clear why things happen the way they happened. So how how do you uh, how do you put yourself in the position for those things to happen? So, uh, so, so somebody listening who who who's just hearing about this for the first time mm-hmm. could sort of be imagining that you I don't know you sit there in a sort of um, uh, in the zone waiting for a task mm. to pop into your head. <laughs> yeah. um, but but you know we have to get stuff done and we know we have certain things that we have to get done. How 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 does it work? <laughs> So there, I mean, there's there's a technical answer to this as well. Like I do have um, most of my business on Google Drive. I, you know, manage my meetings on a Mac calendar. I, you know, I do use paper to-do lists. There's, there's absolutely um, certain things that I tend to use to help me. But even that, I'm always experimenting with new things and I see what sticks and what doesn't stick and what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Yeah. But what I'm really pointing to is the fact that like I might have an idea to um, do something and then I show up to do that without any thinking around it. And, and, I'm, and I'm in action to do it. Um, and then what I notice is that the level of effort that I'm putting into it when I'm listening to that kind of, oh, it just speaks to me to do this kind of thing. Um, generally, the outcome and the reward and the um, output that I'm getting is bigger than I had even anticipated um and so and when I look back on anything that has actually ever gone well it really is as simple as I had an idea I kind of just showed up to make it happen and I didn't really have much thinking around it and then I just did it (laughs) and then that might sound like are you crazy (laughs) um but it's just the pattern that keeps happening and it's the pattern that I now use and almost rely upon to bring about anything that I want to create in the world. So do you have any techniques or um tips around how you sort of set yourself up to be able to just let this stuff happen as opposed to doing which is what we all tend to do we tend to as you said alluded to overthink stuff frenetically do stuff Mm. how do we stop ourselves doing that yeah and um and it is really an undoing rather than a doing and so um I, for example, when I get really caught up in my mind because I've just got something on my mind that's just going on and on and on at me um, and I'm caught up with it, when that happens, I recognise that um, in order to go into that quiet mind state where I'm going to be able to access that flow, um, it is really a question of allowing my mind to settle. So that might sound um, like, but what do you mean? Um, well, I might not analyze it. I might not, I might just quit overthinking it. I might just stop overanalyzing it. I might just, um, when I see it for what it is, which is my thought storm, um, immediately I'm actually giving space for me to just go get back into my flow. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I might go for a walk just to allow my mind to settle. Sometimes I, when I actually give up thinking about something. So if I've got a problem on my mind and um, I'm really thinking hard about it, 
and I'm almost kind of just going around in circles with it, then I know that I'm never going to find the answer that way because I just don't have access to that clarity of mind. So when that happens, I know, right, give up thinking about it. Just go and do something completely different. Yeah. And that's why people often say, you know, it was in the shower that I had that idea. It just came to me from nowhere. Or it was when I was washing up or it was when I was out for a walk, dog, walking the dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I am. Um about a year ago I realized that what I was badging as procrastination around some big stuff was actually or what did I come up with I decided it was called oh I can't even think how I just how I repositioned it to myself but I realized that I I was not doing things for a period of time thinking that I was procrastinating but actually by the time I did whatever it was in the end it was completely different to how it was going to be and there were lots of reasons why that was. And I realized that actually I was just inadvertently, I guess, doing some of this stuff. I was I was just letting it sort of percolate and happen in the right way. Mm. But I thought it was me procrastinating. But actually, it was me not being ready to take that action because it was the wrong action. And in the end, I took the right action. But it took a little while of not doing anything <laughs> until the yeah. right stuff came along. <laughs> yeah, I really love that because that's how it looks to me too. Sometimes I don't even know where to start, you know. I might have an idea, but I don't know where to start with it. And mm-hmm. um and if I don't know, then that's okay. Like I'm cool with that. Um mm-hmm. I rec- I'm just trusting that at what at some point it's just going to feel obvious to me what I need to do to move this forward. Mm-hmm. And that's always what happens at the right time. But it's interesting you said as well that the, the idea in the shower thing I I get I drive um when I need to think things through or I find that not intending not intentionally driving somewhere to think something through it's it's you know I have done so because that's what where I tend to do it and I, I think as you say a walk's probably another another good thing um and uh, yeah interesting lovely so what about um taking us away from all this mind stuff although I bet I bet <laughs> there'll be a mind thing in here the next question is about tools and apps and what you use so (laughs) you're going to recommend one that's about (laughs) the mind (laughs) no actually there isn't a tool on this um I kind of just uh I play with things all the time so one of the things that I really like is last pass just because I don't need to worry about remembering all of my passwords it works brilliantly for me um I mentioned earlier that I have everything on Google Drive and I just think it's brilliant how it works um I love that I can share it with my people that I'm collaborating with as necessary um I'm always having ideas when come to me when I'm as I say out out walking or whatever and so um because I've got my phone but not necessarily uh paper with me I often also um use audio memos to just uh speak into that and then I can record that and listen to it later or I will use OneNote um to record ideas as they come to me and then I can capture them later um, I tried using uh, Todoist recently, yep. um, and I think that I'm just going to probably default back to the old-fashioned paper route because it felt like just another thing that was getting in the way of me just doing what I need to do. Um, oh, interesting. Tell me more about that because I used Todoist and um, I have done for a long time, and it's the first thing that's kept my attention for years as opposed to I normally 
go find a new to-do list management system of some description, paper or otherwise, and then spend ages transferring everything across, which keeps me procrastinating mm -hmm. quite nicely. <laughs> but it's one I've stuck with. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I have a, a notebook, which is specifically for my um, lists. And yep. so um, it's organized to some extent in that I'm not having pieces of paper all over the place. Um, but I, I guess I'm just, uh in the routine of doing that and so i haven't really given to doist long enough to perhaps give it a chance but um it just naturally feels good for me to just write um mm -hmm. and yeah and i like to disconnect from mm -hmm. um technology as much as possible so i think that's probably why but i'm not completely done with it so maybe i'll give it a bit longer <laughs> <laughs> my top tip is filters create tons of filters I was laughing at myself the other day that I created another four filters only the other day which was really? yeah so I have a, a laptop an iPad and an iPhone and I can do I've, I've got very clear about what I can do on what if you sort of mean so I use those as tags but then I also have tags for periods of time so one minute 15 minute 30 minute and 60 minute and I the other day decided that quite often I sit there with my iPad and I um, have got a load of stuff on my list of things to do on an iPad, but it, that in itself is overwhelming. So this is this is for you who's doing the, um, you know, let it all just happen around you, but you're probably thinking, oh my God, this sounds far too complicated. Um, but I, um, I set up filters so that I can see things that are going to take me a minute on the iPad, things that are going to take me five minutes on an iPad, things that are going to take me 30 minutes on. So that now I can actually go through and knock off all the five minute things so they're done and I've ticked off a load of stuff. Oh, great. Or, or if I'm feeling really in the flow and I'm really up for doing something chunky, I can go to the 60 minute, which is, you know, the sort of deep work stuff and, and work on nice. that. So, yeah, so, um, but maybe I'm just a bit terrible about my filters. <laughs> <laughs> It's great, though, when we find something that works for us, isn't it? Exactly. And it is all about what works for you individually, for sure. Yeah. So so moving away from individually, what about people helping you get stuff done to, in terms of sharing? So whether that be in your law side of things or, or coaching or, or at home, who helps you to get stuff done? Do you outsource? Do you delegate? Well, um, there's a definite difference between lawyer life and um, business life in this answer, because in lawyer life, I have all of the systems there for support. Um, and it's wonderful because I have assistants that I can delegate any administrative tasks to and indeed colleagues that I can turn to on my non-lawyer days. So um, there's all of that support in place in that aspect. And then in my own business, um, there's definitely, uh, I would say, some room for growth here because at the moment I collaborate with people. And so that's always a real pleasure because we can work jointly and kind of divvy things up between us. Um, and then sometimes, of course, there's other stakeholders involved in projects that I'm involved in. But by and large, I'm doing things by myself. And so, um, yeah, one day at a time, but eventually I'm hoping that I can get a VA in place and grow my team and um, yeah, it will go in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think will be the sort of tipping point for that? Because I think we often think we can't afford to do those things or that we haven't got enough work for it yet or that we can't tell people how to do it yet because it's all very individual. And sometimes that's actually, again, going back to your sort of um, vernacular that would just be about thoughts that aren't true 
yeah. but we don't challenge ourselves oh, on that. Oh, it's absolutely the case. And it isn't like I'm telling myself anything that's unhelpful on that aspect. I think that um, I've just wanted to honour the fact that I'm, you know, doing something relatively fresh. I'm trying, I've been trying out these two roles for only, as I say, nine months at the moment. Mm. Um, but but absolutely, when it occurs to me to do so, that's the next step. Mm. um and 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 I do see it as being only a matter of time so yeah yeah it's not some distant future thing no cool so what about self-care then so that's something that um became very important to you yeah (laughs) sure not not, uh, planned particularly at the time but it's something that you I know really focus on now so tell us about how you look after yourself how you keep yourself healthy yeah so I mean I remember very early on actually creating some non-negotiables when it came to um, looking after myself so things like being really precious about you know seven to nine hours of sleep a night and um, for me exercise is so important to me I really love it and I need to do at least three or four sessions of something um, each week in order to just kind of be operating at my a-game if you like Um, and things like just drinking lots of water and having me time uh, are kind of my what I would describe as my non-negotiables um so once I've got those in place everything else becomes just nice to have you know like desirable um but I'm less precious about that so um there's there's a number of things that I will do when it comes like at the moment I'm trying out this new diet uh where I'm making sure that I have enough of each things a few things but I'm also trying these hit exercises with them um and that's something new that I'm playing with um but ultimately I feel like um going back to what I was talking about earlier it just occurs to me in a really obvious and natural way what I need to do to help myself in a particular moment so it might be okay now I'm just going to get some water okay now I'm just going to have a break okay now just um take a bit of a walk um why don't you go to the gym now um things occur to me in a really natural way and initially when I started playing with this I was really nervous about the fact that I wouldn't get done what I needed to get done but what I have seen is that I haven't got any extra thinking around it and I'm actually doing more than I was doing before in order to look after myself so Mm. everything's in place just as I want it to be without me actually stressing about that which has been really nice and is that because you're sort of connected to the benefit of it too because I mean I think about me going for a walk I enjoy a walk when I go I know it's good for my health and I try to do it every day but sometimes I have to create errands for me to do to force me to leave the house (laughs) 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 tell Um, me what's the magic the magic here (laughs) do it naturally because that's what I ought to be doing or I want to do or whatever Yeah, I mean, um, one of the things that's um, made a bit of a difference on that front, at least, is um, having a Fitbit. So I I really like to make sure that I've done uh, my 10,000 steps at least a day. And Mm. if it gets to the evening and I still have I'm nowhere near or whatever, um, I feel like it's just really obvious for me to go out and I feel motivated to do that without even questioning it. yeah, I don't know. That's some, something that's certainly been helpful for me. But more than that, it just feels good um, yeah. once I've been out and about. So I don't normally have that kind of reticence about doing that. 
no <laughs> that hasn't helped <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also really good at listening to my body so if yeah. I need to rest I'll rest and there's just mm -hmm. no way that anything's gonna talk me out of that um so maybe you just need to rest <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that I can do oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any more excuses. <laughs> oh, so talk about rest. What do you do to relax? <laughs> So that's something I don't find any difficulty with at all. Um, there's just so many things I love to, um, I love doing. Um, my spending time with my family and friends is just so important to me. So at every opportunity I'll hang out with them, whether that's just in at home or whether that's out and about. Um, I love spending time with them, but by myself, I also just love reading. I love what, listening to podcasts. I love watching videos, learning, learning, learning. Um, I love going to um, the museum, the gallery. I love going to see new exhibitions, um, learning Spanish. So there's all sorts of things I just love doing. And um, yeah, it's just really important to me to always be kind of nurturing those loves. Mm -hmm. so it's sounding all rather perfect <laughs> do you have moments where there are things that you love to do that you don't feel you've done enough of or you wish you'd done more of or that you don't feel you've got the time to do yeah I mean it's it's not um it's not perfect by any stretch Good. of the imagination <laughs> I really want to be clear on this um I I have my moments all the time and um you know I think oh you know why haven't you done this you said you would do this or whatever but what's really interesting is that I'm just I suppose what I'm trying to say is that I'm just more peaceful about things in a way that I didn't used to be. So whereas I would be berating myself for days about, for example, I would create a deadline by which I needed to do something on one of my projects. And then I would berate myself for not having met it when it was made up in the first place. <laughs> and I just started to see how ridiculous that was. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's helpful if it's helping you, but it's really not helpful if it's just going to have be something else that you can feel negative about um so I guess um when I get caught up about things and I do absolutely I do I get off I go off course I get off track when that happens um I kind of just see what's going on it's my mind going crazy and it I you know it really is just a case of settling down and mm. once my mind and thoughts settle I'm back I'm, I'm back in my flow and I'm okay again mm -hmm. yeah so what about um, learning and improving yourself? Clearly, it's been a, a bit of a journey over the last few years um, from what you've told us already. Um, you've talked about podcasts. Um, I think you said reading. I can't remember if that was just in my head or whether that was my last I guest. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trouble doing two podcasts in one day. <laughs> so how, how do you learn and improve and, and, and what sort of resources do you use for that? So I, for years, have hired a coach. I actually don't have one right in this moment, but having coaches and mentors has always been really important to my growth mm. and my learning. Um, and you're absolutely right. I love to read. I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm watching videos. Um, but I'm also always going on, you know, to seminars and retreats with my mentors or courses. And there's like an annual conference I go to. Um, just to keep me kind of in the conversation of what I'm teaching. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and I just, I just always love learning from other people as well. So I'll talk to colleagues um, about like almost like ma- like a mastermind. We'll share ideas with each other and share fre- like fresh thinking to help each other. And I really value that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. So what about routines, habits, rituals? Now, I ask this question all the time because sustain is one of the five S's. I'm sort of thinking that some of what you've said already is about uh, not about routines and rituals. It's about going with the flow sort of thing. But I don't know, rituals to me has a sort of um, improving yourself connotation, you know, creating these lovely environments to make sure you do things that you want to do. And I guess you've already talked about things like going for walks and stuff. Would you say you have routines and rituals or is that against what you're teaching now no no I would say that um, (laughs) (laughs) no it's more that I find myself doing things so in the in the morning for example um I'm exercising invariably on my business days I'm exercising first Mm thing um and if I'm not doing that, then I'm doing something creative, like I'm reading or I'm writing, um, maybe doing some yoga. Um, but I'm generally doing one of those things. Um, but I'm not like fixed on any of this, but I am generally yeah. doing one of those things. Um, and then I'm really just focusing on, OK, what are my mo- most important tasks for the day? And um, as I say, I'm really trusting that I know what I can do. I, I know I'm doing the right thing by just drawing on that wisdom moment to moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I am taking action or I'm doing whatever feels good um, all day. Um, mm-hmm. my, biz, my lawyer days are slightly different. Um, but one of the things I will say that's exactly the same is that I do really like the stillness of the morning. And so, and I like it to be on my terms. So mm-hmm. for example, I don't engage in the news or emails or whatever first thing. Um, and I really, and I, yeah, I just don't engage in any of that until, okay, now I'm good to be open to the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sort of strikes me that the, the sort of um, attitude of, that stillness and and doing what feels right in the moment is almost a ritual in itself yeah actually it is Mm -hmm. it it absolutely is because um if ever I'm off piste it's because I'm not there (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um, and I see the how much more powerful and how much more um, successful, if you like, I'm, I am from that, from that space, um, from living in that way. I'm just able to see how much it doesn't make sense for me to do other things that used to make sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, and how, yeah, when I get caught up in my mind, I just really know what's going on and I'm okay. I'm a bit more compassionate with myself. Um, and just allow it to settle as and when it does for me to just get back on track. Yes, yeah. So let's develop that a bit more about those days where things don't go right. So, you know, whatever doesn't happen in, in either of the, the two parts of, well, three parts, <laughs> your two work bits <laughs> of your, your personal life. You know, what about those days where everything just seems to go wrong? What do you do? How do you deal with that? Well, first of all, um, things when you say things going wrong, I might kind of 
question even that. So I, what I mean is, well, what have I made up about this that makes it feel like it's wrong? So say, for example, I might make up that um, I'm really unhappy about the fact that the client didn't come back to me by such and such a date and she said she would. Um, I might make up that that's wrong, you know, that things didn't go well there. Mm. Um, but actually that isn't necessarily the story. That's just the story I'm telling myself. And so um, what often happens is of course, they get back in touch and there was never any issue at all. They were just busy or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to point to is that I often make up stories about what something means um, and categorize it into the you know failure label when actually that isn't true. Um, so that, that's the first piece, like, is it even something going wrong? Um, and the second piece is if it isn't feeling good, then I guess I'm also just because I'm really mindful of the fact that I don't necessarily by way of by using drawing on my intellect only. Um, I'm not very powerful from that. So what yeah. I mean by that is I don't necessarily know why things happen the way they happen. You might if you had spoken to me just after my illness. I would have said to you, Joe, everything's gone awfully wrong. Like my life is over, frankly. Mm. Um, and who'd have thought years later, I would have actually considered it to be a blessing in disguise. So, um, and have led me onto a path of that I'm just so grateful for. Mm. Um, but I may never have gone on to had it not been for my illness. Um, so I, So I don't necessarily even think that I know the answers to things I'm recognizing that there's a path that and, and I'm just part I'm here to play my part in this game of life and I just don't necessarily get stressed out about um I mean I do actually I do sometimes have my moments but it's not long before I, I, I chill out and start to yeah. just get a feel a bit calmer about things yeah yeah what about those days where you in the day knowing you've had the chance to live more and I talk about being able to do more of what you want to do and less of what you feel you have to do or you should do? I'm, I'm assuming you have maybe more than the average person. <laughs> but what, what do those days look like? What do you do? So all of the things I was saying earlier about um, what I like to do really in my spare time, um, if I have time, then it, uh, you know, left over after I've attended to, um, my business and so on then it's just so obvious to me what I need to do and that's more often than not with my friends and family doing yeah. any number of things um, I love being spontaneous and saying hey let's get to the cinema let's you know go out for a walk let's listen to some music whatever um, and and actually I'm really uh, you know the simple things um, I really enjoy simple things <laughs> um, as I say, going for a walk, I really enjoy that. Um, and I just love being with my loved ones. So yeah. It, it, yeah, I notice how um, there is more simplicity now than there ever was for me. If you'd spoken to me even sort of four or five years ago, I would have been giving you very different answers to what I'm giving you now. Mm -hmm. And interesting, I think we haven't sort of listed a a series of activities that you will have completed you're you're at a sort of um more macro level in terms of what that day looks like it's interesting yeah and at the same time i'm doing 
all of these things that I've always that I've always really enjoyed. So, for example, I'm going on a trekking holiday um, that I've all and I've always really loved doing things like that. And as I say, I'm doing my exercise and I'm taking that to the next level now. And I'm doing all of these things, but it doesn't feel like a job on top of a job anymore. Whereas before it was like, I need to do that to be OK. Now it's like, oh, I'll just do that because it would be really cool to do that. And it's mm. just telling me in the moment this would be cool to do that so I'm doing it yes. um but yeah. as I say I find that I'm actually doing everything that I would love to do anyway but without mm. any of the stress around it mm-hmm. just sound very freeing yeah and and that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah I didn't used to be mm. like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's been great having you on the show and uh, we sort of connected a bit because when you spoke at the event a few months ago I sort of connected a bit because I got ill a while ago and then had some issues and stuff and, and that's partly why my business changed and partly why I do focus on uh, the five S's and, and, and do these interviews as well so um, really interesting to, to hear your journey um, through that as well and, and so heartening to hear you know how much everything changed from being so ill. Yeah, I feel like um, it's almost like being such a game changer for me that I'm really passionate about sharing it with other people and doing whatever I can to help other people um, alleviate any suffering that they may be experiencing. Yeah, yeah. So how can people find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, so um, my website is the first place. That's www.beinglawyers.com. Um, and there they can register sort of for free resources if they want. Um, I'm also on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Those are the places to reach me. Um, and, yeah, I'm always kind of sharing things. So if it interests you, then please join me. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me, Chetna. Thank you so much. All this information is available in the show notes on the website. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 76, then you'll be able to find those there. I've got a bit out of sync on the old newsletters, um, having missed one or two recently. Um, So I don't think I've talked to you about this tool. Uh, So the tool I shared in the last newsletter was Quiz IQ Test. And I've been on a constant mission, albeit at varying intensity levels, depending on circumstances, to become fluent in French, really ever since I left school. So that's a long time ago. (laughs) Um, And I've been using an app in the last couple of years to develop my vocabulary, which I always said was my weak point, that I'd want to say something and then get stuck because I couldn't think uh, what the word was. And I'll talk to you about that another week. But I also get stuck on my grammar and in particular things like conjugating verbs, which is really frustrating, especially for someone like me who talks as much as I do and likes to get stuff right as well. Uh, So this week I've been using a cool website to learn and practice the grammar stuff including taking regular tests to check my understanding and progress. And it is really helping. And in fact, it's the the stuff that is really hard to practice otherwise, I think. So I'd really recommend it. If you go to quickiqtest.com, that's with a K, K K-W-I-K, iqtest.com then they have French and I think Spanish at the moment and it's using an automated bot system. So it it, uh, offers up 
lessons for you based on the results of tests that you take and it sort of learns as you go along uh, how you're doing so I've been finding it really helpful so if you're looking at learning French or Spanish then maybe check it out as I say it's quick IQ test k-w-i-k-i-q-t-e-s-t dot com And again, the show notes for this show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 76. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.